Access New Order is Get This around the nation on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin, in Campbell's here. <laughs> Everyone has just got capes on going to work. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's safe to assume. It's safe to assume that if you are Patsy, uh, who's written into our MySpace and said, Am I the only one taking part in paper? And then he's taking a picture of himself in, well, Patsy, come on. It's low res, the photography. And it's clear that you're just standing in a field uh, with a jacket that he's put around his. <laughs> Shoulders, oh, it's rainy style. Italian film director style. Yeah. So we like that. They like pointed it out. Okay. So well done, sir. You are leading the chat at the moment, Patsy. That I think is yours, bro. Because <laughs> you are the only entrant. That's right. We are providing prizes. I'm sure people think we're making this up. That's right. And I'm it. And yeah. not one that's been donated by Apple Computers. One we've gone out and bought yeah. ourselves. Bought it ourselves, uh, and we've loaded some stuff on there. Have we? Have we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing low res about the no, 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 no. high res, high depth, <laughs> high fashion. And the, the best photo we get of someone wearing a cape in an ordinary situation every day. How are they meant to send it in? Oh, I don't know the internet somehow. Yeah, they're going to email it or mm-hmm. just 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 hit us up on the MySpace, y'all, yeah. uh, and leave your picture there because Rich and Tony check it most hours of the day. Oh yeah, it's a juicy source of material <laughs> that place. <laughs> and uh, we have 250 limited edition. Oh. Get this April season. Oh. Good. Look at that. That's pretty good news. So for the 250 runners-up, everyone gets a April T-shirt. great. With the catchphrase, are you capable on the front? But hang on a second. Have we deducted from the 250? Have we, have we deducted, like, our, obviously, you know, us? The 247 runners-up <laughs> will be getting one of the these. It has a cape printed on the back. It does. We couldn't afford to have an actual cape stone yeah. on there. No, no, no. That's not our style. Uh, our style. So, you know, so, and also, if we don't get rid of them, Rich, what will happen? Uh, well, uh, as we discovered, the, the people in the promotional vehicles, yep. yeah. we'll go through and donate it all to uh, the homeless people of Australia. So there you go. Won't they look spiffy? Yeah. When did he, uh, so, what is it, 247 homeless runners up? Yep. <laughs> Looking good. <laughs> so what? Something's going to happen. It's a whole month. I mean, somebody. You know what we need? Because, you know, if we need like radio promos, things to go like, you know, like, you know, we'll get some of that. Sound effects. Sound effects. We'll do that. There'll be some uh, pop cut through and sizzle on the way. But you're talking about radio. Hey, I love radio from around the world. And I love collecting weird clips from late night radio. Your go? That is your go? I was listening to, this was on the internet. This is a show from the United States. And someone. From this program is mentioned, <laughs> and I think you may have had something to do with <laughs> what we're about to play as well. Oh, yeah. You might have tried to sabotage. Yeah. Make sense. Have a listen to this clip. Okay, that was Pat Benatar reminding us of the love is, was, and always will be a battlefield. And it's WBK four four five in the morning, the early hours. The morning, to be precise. I'm Bob. We'll be back. We'll be back in the early hours of the morning is the somewhat convoluted name of this program. And I'm telling you, we don't get many calls on this old show, but when we do, it's somewhat special. It's someone from the world of broadcasting tonight. His name is Richard Marsland. He's from down under Australia, so he's the host of something. Can you get this? We'll be here next. We'll be back with Bob Williams. They call him. The talented Mr. Marsland, and we're going to meet him. Uh, but I'm telling you, we're having a little problem patching him through. Don't worry. It's all part of the fun of the madhouse here. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep it down, guys. I'm telling you, this Marsland cat, he uh, packs me through a little CV. I, uh, well, it says he's done some uh, radio bit of uh, writing for the newspapers, something called... Uh, Dancing with the Stars. He was the creator. Oh, no, see, this is, some of this has been added by somebody else in pencil. I can see that. I'm the victim of a little April Fool's Day joke. But, uh, oh my God, he's uh, piloting a new show. It's called Express Your Animal Plants. Uh, I can't tell if that's for real. But there's some good stuff here. He's recorded a dance single called 
Tea bagging is my fascination. He's quite some high step, but this Mr. Mosley, he's got a new dance, which uh, he's introduced. It's called I'm a Girl. I, I don't know. That's, he's in love with Matthew McConaughey. He's watched Failure to Launch over 700 times. Uh, Okay, we're going to have to come back to you on this one. We get some uh, pretty unusual people calling at this time of the night. Gavin Wood is uh, a respected broadcaster from down under, and he's often just calling up to say, you'll bar up. I have no idea what he's talking about, but he's a rootin' kind of guy, as is Richard Marsland. We'll be making the next. Stick around with Mr. Mister. I think you know how to do the play. Well, you and Daryl in the hot tub, picking around ideas. Teabagging is my fascination. The 12 inch of that, appropriately, will be coming out very soon. Oh, who's the guy getting beaten to death in the background of that?
around with that one. Never let me go here against this before that. We enjoyed an excerpt from the Bob Will Be Back program. That's a real show, that one. Yeah, Rich. Hey, what? Stop looking for other gigs. You can't stop me. <laughs> Richard Martin pushing buttons yep. on the show. Hey, uh, you play, there's a, a fire warden meeting, meeting going on in a little enclosed office across the hall from us. Yeah, right. Right. And you spotted Danny Boyle sitting in there. Yeah, we've got a good look like the Danny Boyle working here. Great. Uh, this, this crow has hit us up on the MySpace wall uh, and said that uh, when, we, when we're casting the film about David Hicks, mm-hmm. how about Gary Sinise for David Hicks? Really? That's not up to our standard. You really? I think he's got a touch of the Sinise about him. Sorry, well, it's an easy day for the costume person because it's about one blue shirt. That's all that they've had to be wearing for the last five years. We've got Adler Hanlon coming in today. Yeah, well, nobody thinks he's going to be confused if we suggest he puts on a bomber jacket and becomes Bill Shorten for Sharp of Hope. Dan good look alike. Father Dougal. Yeah, I know. That's Bill Shorten. Think about it, people. It's April. Larry is calling up to say. Clearly, the theme song should be April Sun in Cuba. <laughs> oh, that's good. Dear, oh dear. Well, I guess that's the sort of thing we would do, though. So, now, who knows about that? Someone else has hit us up. Uh, an actual person I knew before mine, a friend of mine before MySpace started. Oh, really? really? You had an actual friend? Yeah, yeah, I had a couple. Uh, my friend Alicia hit me up to say, how about Mayo? After, after April, where it's just a diet of mayonnaise for the entire month of May. Oh, that'll be fun and cholesterol filled. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, what is the time, Hey? No, we're going to fizzle that up. We're going to open the uh, FHM TV's hottest women. Uh, sealed section live on air. Get the horn section ready. Right. They're going to be busy. Ed's been working on the segment for days, <laughs> preparing for it. Tony Bullimore has been oh, good. on the ocean again. Controversial British solo sailor Tony Bullimore is planning another attempt at breaking the world incompetence record. <laughs> Uh, he's been hanging out at Hobart's Bell Reeve Yacht Club, which I'm assuming is completely destroyed by now. And he's heading off on a new mission. Let's just be mission <laughs> to make funny clips for the news. Remember him arriving back in port? An abrupt end for Tony Bullimore's Indian Ocean crossing in Albany this morning. <laughs> I'm not sure that the Indian Ocean gets that far. And then he's forgotten that often there'll be some ocean for a while. Yeah. And then land. Yeah. <laughs> problem. That happens with yachting. Uh, here's something I might just mention. Um, oh, AFL footballers, what have they done now? Well, they're being asked to yes, lend a hand to lift the nation's sperm supplies uh, as the AFL season starts. Would it be uh, contaminated with a high sunscreen count? That's obviously very bad of cocaine. But uh, the Monash IVF clinic are writing to 10 AFL clubs asking their players to become sperm donors. Jeez, that'd be pretty easy to give examples by now. Oh, what do you want now? Snap <laughs> me up! Can't they just scrape it off the floor of nightclub? <laughs> okay, moving on. Sorry. Another clinic. Oh, that's not fair. You're right. Nikki's made a face that said that's not fair. Yeah, well, it gets worse. Take that back. It's much worse. Another clinic is lifting a 20-year ban on gay men becoming sperm donors. <laughs> so gay men have been allowed to donate sperm for friends in movies for years. <laughs> Sorry. I'll just do a different line for that in case we need something more safe. <laughs> oh, okay. They have been able to donate sperm for friends for years. At the drive-through window. Applause for anything. Okay, very nice. Uh, listen to this. Monash IVF have um, well, they've tried to recruit AFL footballers many mm. years ago and sought the sperm of Victorian MP two years ago. Neither drive was overly successful. <laughs> MP, is that a good thing for your image as an MP? Vote for me. I'm Chockers. <laughs> I don't know. See what else is going on. Oh, look at this. This for a sentence. One sperm bank coordinator said, while she did a job, <laughs> great job, <laughs> said, while she supported the changes, the floodgates would be open. I don't want to read the word sperm bank and floodgates. Okay, guys, in one sentence. All right, guys. Uh, everyone ready? Got a bucket? Open the floodgates. Catch as much as you can. I'm sure nobody is listening. That finishes our science talk for today. <laughs> we'll be back on safer ground. Tony Bullimore style next. I'll get this. Vegetables. Oh, Bob 
is a car driving through the front of someone's house where nobody gets hurt. It's the biggest craze in Australia. Yeah. I reckon Daniel has topped them all. Listen to this. Daniel works at a video shop. Good on you, Daniel. Heard a ruckus outside. Two of those traffic control cars. <laughs> a brouhaha or possibly an imbroglio. Uh, a council van was stopping cars from turning into a street they were on, right? So it's a kind of city roadblock. The van had parked on the side of the road. The guy got out to direct the truck that was following them. This truck was towing a house. <laughs> had a house on the back of a truck. Because the van was on the side of the road, the truck driver couldn't see it. The house flipped the van. So technically, a house had driven through someone's car. <laughs> guys at all and I didn't even see it coming. The first reaction was what the heck is going on? Sydney and Melbourne, it's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. There is a new Get This podcast already, number 71 going up today. Dave Grady's in there. Oh, fair chunk of Dave. Excellent. Isn't he a good guest to have on your radio yeah. program? Gold and uh, don't forget that salmon album, Rock Formations. Quite a lot of interest in that. That is available. Uh, George McEncrow is in there talking about goat hurling. Our feeble attempt to do sports talk on the show is there. Uh, the ultimate solution for Big Brother, Bad Presence, Peter Costello. It's all in the new sizzling. Wow, sneezing and sizzling. We've got sneezing on the schedule for this break. Yeah, apparently, someone's peppered up my microphone. Spin it up, your microphone. That'll be Lee Simon. It's a bit much. He loves to love. I've seen Lee Simon. I saw him loitering. Kind of our mentor here. What's he up to today? Deepest man in radio. Yes, the deepest man. Followed by Richard Marshall and then myself. Hey, do you want to play Who's Full of It? Yeah, I do. Let's do that next, but we've got to have some music and to get this one fired up. Have you got some soup there? I've got some boiling hot lentil soup. Hopefully, going to cure me of my. Thank you, Kraftwerk. Matthew Dower. Massive. 
That was wonderful. We loved it. Stripped it right back, you know what I mean? He stripped it back to what the uh, Talkback Mountain theme is really about. Sure. Ghosts and yodelers. <laughs> Germans. Oh, speaking of Germans. Yes, yeah, are they full of it? Good job, Tone. What's happening with Job? That's who's full of it. Uh, German villagers are tired of sex in the open. As you know, we are your number one connection for open-air sex here at Shedgers. Detlef Mine, a fake name, or somewhere or another, mm. he said that there's a, a law that prevents people from, in their summer, during their summer festival, yes. in the Schwabel Nature Reserve, from right. having sex out in the, uh, in the open. Yeah. Here we go. It says that it... it, it I'll start again. The federal law was too lax because it only made sex in the open an offence if it was offended, if it was intended to be seen. Oh, okay. So accidentally glimpsed. <laughs> Completely perfectly fine. But here we go. This is the way around it for all of you Germans listening. There's a 35 euro fine. What you do is that you advertise. If you're Marsland, you say, listen, Marsland and, and whoever's going to be getting it on in the bushes, three bucks, three euros each a pop. You get, enough, you get enough people together, pay the 35 euro fine, that's your overhead, <laughs> everything else that you can keep, profits. <laughs> it's a great idea. So, full of it. Yeah. There we go. That's so, you're saying the country of Germany is full of it? No, I think it's a really bad yeah. attempt to crowbar something that shouldn't be in this segment. End of the segment. Get left, mine is full of it. Okay. Have you listened? Get left. This hey, is the kind of thing, bro. This is what we're looking for. Senator John McCain, Republican Senator John McCain, flew to Baghdad to show how safe it is. <laughs> he visited a market. The delegation led by Senator McCain arrived at the market on Sunday with more than 100 soldiers in armoured vehicles as attack helicopters circled over here. Soldiers redirected traffic, restricted access to the Americans, and sharpshooters were posted on every rooftop. Everyone wore bulletproof vests throughout their uh, hour-long visit. Senator McCain and his three colleagues described the marketplace as bustling, full of hopeful, warm, welcoming locals. <laughs> this is a quote. Like a normal outdoor market in Indiana in the summertime. <laughs> and look at that picture. Look at that terrified man coming in bulletproof here. I'm going to Indiana. Driving oh. to Indiana. What does that be like? Listen, guys, I've got to protect him. They've obviously gone, we don't want to waste any good security guards. No. So, so here we go. They've got uh, someone who looks like David Boone in 30 years. Yeah. In a, in a, sort of in a crash helmet. Mm. And a number of sort of silver haired gentlemen. Mm. And the most, the most. Armored man is the boom operator. Look at that! Oh my God! It's something extra from Apocalypse Now. Well, if there's an explosion, he obviously wants to get the level no, right. Yeah, absolutely right. So that guy is full of it. I'm suggesting full of it. Definitely full of it. Who else is full of it? Richard Marsland. Keith Richards. He's always been full of it. Oh, yeah, Keith Richards. Um, the headline is. Keith Richards still alive despite all odds. <laughs> but then there's a new. It's just uh, done an interview with NME, uh, the New Musical Express in England. Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards once mixed his father's ashes into a line of cocaine. Oh my god! And he snorted. I'm not sure if this is true. I think maybe he's just having some fun. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Uh, he, no, he, he's full of his own dad. That's <laughs> what you're saying. That's good dad too. <laughs> <laughs> he was cremated, and I couldn't resist grinding him up with a little bit of blood. He said, oh, 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 oh. My dad wouldn't have cared. He didn't give up. Is this the good dad? Where's the good dad? I <laughs> go, this is my stepdad. He's rubbish. <laughs> well, my real dad. That's the no, good stuff. We'll make a dead man snort or something <laughs> like that. I mean, it's full of it. That Hillary Duff, the dude, she's called a new album Dignity. Mm. What's the name of the album? Dignity. Where's the dignity? In having all your teeth replaced by a tiny row of surfboards. Where's <laughs> the dignity in that, I ask you? Gee, follow me. No, all right, no more of that sound. Camino uh, feels so good. Okay, I think we can, so we can cross off Senator John McCain, yep. the nation of Germany. No, Keith Rizzo, not Hillary Day, and everyone in this room. Detlef Minor. Detlef is who's full of it. And he's listening. Who do you reckon is full of it, listeners? Give us a call, 
something from around the office. Something good. Nikki promises me something good. One page out of the hottest TV bay. Okay. Signed by all of us. Is oh. that, uh, do I smooth over the trouble list? Yeah. No trouble. Who's full of it? Hi, Glenn. How are you? How are you going, guys? Excellent. So who's full of it? Oh, my boss. Oh, What's he done? Uh, he earns like five hundred thousand dollars a year, right. and then goes on about how much, how little money he's making, and apparently he pays us all so much money that we have to work harder and stuff. But we all know he's paying us bugger all and making absolute crap loads. Yeah, there it is. And what kind of work is it? Um, uh, driving a truck, delivering garbage bins. It's great. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and uh, is he getting around flaunting his wealth? Is he, you know, lighting the cigars with $100 bills, that sort of thing? Pretty much. He just sits at home, has a spa, doesn't come to work. Mm. Sits at home in his solid gold dumps the spa. I'm <laughs> <laughs> laughing at you guys. I would have thought the solution would just be all of the trucks, all of the garbage, straight to his place, uh, <laughs> leave it there and off you shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll organise that for the weekend. You can get a guard ready, if you do it, it was all your idea. <laughs> Thank you very much, sweetie. Boss is full of it. Who else is full of it? Hi, Johnny. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? Really good, man. It's full of it. Uh, I've got this guy by the name of Glenn, not the one you just talked to, but oh, yeah. the guy that I work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy thinks he knows everything. I guarantee you, he says he says that he knows all the faults to like um you know the, the VZ Commodore. Yeah. One day he starts ranting all about oh no this this particular car you know it's got faults with the boot seal or oh, the fuel pump the dash transmission yeah. all that crap. Yeah. I think the answer is just to lock him in the boot. Yeah, yeah. have him demonstrate the faults. <laughs> uh, no, no, dude, he coughs up more crap than a worried duck. I guarantee you. Right? I think we've got to worry be duck on the show tomorrow. The place is a wild king. I love your show. Hey, thanks, Tony. Good you, buddy. I think that man was in Melbourne, so he's off to see Ildago. Good already. You can take that Glenn fellow with him. Hello, Jason. How are you? Good, guys. Yourself? Oh, really good. Who's full of it? Oh, like, this one's very spontaneous. I saw it just as you guys were talking about it, the drink Midori. Oh, yeah. So is the drink itself full of it, or are you full of Midori? <laughs> no, no, no. There's no way I'd be drinking that green stuff, let me tell you. It looks like it comes out of your nose, but anyway. Yeah. The reason is because it says on this billboard, the drink that lights up Queensland. I don't oh. know anyone in Queensland that drinks Midori. Well, can I say, Jason, uh, in Midori's defence, uh, they are my major sponsor after all. Uh, <laughs> no, no, when I used to go to the Gold Coast as a youngster, there's nothing better than a jug of illusions, Jason. You know what I mean? That's true, but what worries me is the fact that there's another thing up here that I reckon is full of it too, because I don't know anyone who can actually turn around and say they can drink full forex and actually say it in a straight sort of way because they're full of it as well. <laughs> but I guess once the water shortage, you know, once they get up to stage 10, it'll be just Maduri <laughs> and forex for everybody. Showers in forex, you know, you're washing your hair with Maduri. I'll bring on level 5 water restrictions. That's what I'm saying. Taking a cup down the Brisbane River, have a delicious drink. Lovely. Guys, it's better than the Yarrow. What have we got around the office for that man? Oh, a bottle of Missouri. There we go. Do you have time for one more? One more, just do it. We don't, but do it. Hi, Ben, how are you? Hey, how are you, guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Who's full of it? You are, it. I'm so glad we took this call. What do you mean, Ben? in front of him, Ben. Oh, <laughs> He's being, like, splattered with, you know, soup and cans of food during every segment. Ben, you don't know what it's like, man, to be constantly hungry. How long well, How long can you go without eating? Oh, yeah, I've fasted before. I've been on a fast and things like that. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, I can't say too much either. I love my food, too. Yeah, yeah but Ed, like can it. you make it? Can you put on Blur Song 2 and have to have a three-course <laughs> meal by the time it ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get through a, I'll get through a roast during Song 2. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sending you a fabulous prize. Thank you for calling, and uh, be, You know what you'll be sending you, Ben? All of my empty wrappers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be delicious for you? <laughs> Thank you for the call, sir. Uh, there's still another hour of the show to go, and we'll be assisted in that hour by one of my favourites, David, and I've never met him.
pulling the rug from that particular stereotype about the Irish that they're all drunk and left. <laughs> and then, you know, you had the incredibly stupid priest, <laughs> my, my character. And, you know, again, like, you know, that was because, like, in Britain, the Irish were generally regarded as quite sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The jokes came out here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was sort of, I think, some attempt to overthrow that particular. I mean, it's a, an absolutely brilliant show, and it's a classic show, but out here, I'm not sure if you're aware, it's not as well known as, you, as it should be. Mm. And I think the first series was shown at a bizarre time on Channel 7. Uh, the, the second series wasn't shown at all, and then the third series was shown uh, close to midnight. On yeah. the yeah. It's a new time of midnight. <laughs> so it's one of those shows people have discovered for themselves on yeah. DVD or uh, now Foxtel are showing it. Yeah. And every every six months, someone will call me up and go, oh, I just laughing at the show I've never seen before. And you know yeah. that it's going to be fun. Well, I mean, that's the best way, you know. Yeah. Like, like I, I, don't, I, I object to like, shows that are hyped. Yeah, it's all, yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, in this country, you hear a show called Father Ted, you think, oh, it's going to be the Vicar of Ghibli. It's going to be, you know, cups of tea and sandwiches and things. So I didn't watch Father Ted for ages because that's what I thought. And then I just saw five minutes of it and there was a scene about radio hit. Yeah. <laughs> 
the kids love kicking Bishop Brennan up the ass. No, but they love all that rubbish, you know, so they love it. And, uh, so, so my kids were really confused for why going, you know, why are, why are people going up to my daddy in the playground, you know? And so, do you have daddy? Now, Paul Hester, uh, I don't know if you'd know who that is, the drummer from Crowded House, right. who uh, passed away recently, he used to come in on a radio show I worked on with Mick Malloy, yeah. and he had a young daughter, and she thought that whenever she heard him coming out of the radio, she would run around the house trying to find him and me and Mick hiding under a bed, under a couch. I was convinced it was just being piped in from the door. I don't know if this is absolutely true, and I don't know what, you just reminded me of it there, uh, when you mentioned the dead prospects. Yes. Um, that Morris Gibb, when he died, if he died, is he, is he the one who died? Oh, uh, one of them, uh, Mr. Mark, I'm sure. Morris Gibb. Oh, one of your Achilles heels. He, he, he was buried with the DVDs of Father Dead. I don't know how true it is, but that was a, a very prominent rumor. Morris Hibb was buried with the DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine getting yeah, out of heaven. And, and it's, oh, it's region zero, I bet. And would God approve? Yeah. 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 Look, you, you brought us back to Father's Head. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What I love, my favorite bit in Father's Head of all are when... No, not the stuff. When Father Dougal talks about religion in any context, yeah. context at all, we're not persisting with that religion nonsense, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like he's blissfully ignorant of the whole uh, reason for being in the priesthood. And, uh, <laughs> that goes without saying. It's like, he's just like a child or something. Yeah. Isn't he? The, the biggest laughs in the show are when Father Ted tries to explain something from the Bible to you yeah. and just the cut to your face. Yeah. That's as big a laugh as you can have on the telly. Yeah. We've got back onto that. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, stand-up, now you're doing stand-up, you've been doing stand-up for a hell of a long time, uh, you've been out here before, but one service we'd like to provide for visiting stand-ups is anything you need explained, any sort of local references, the local references. Uh, yeah, well, no, I had a few issues there, now I, luckily I've had a week in Adelaide, so I've had a little bit of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was doing jokes about, like, I can't believe I'm telling you this. I'm telling you about, you know, if you're followed home and, you know, you're breathing a fire relief and you're leaning against the door and someone puts their hand through the letterbox and grabs a jumper. And then I realise, of course, you don't have bloody letterboxes in Melbourne or anywhere. So, you know, I was, that's called Oh, you mean right through the front door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of the world with letterboxes. Which makes a bit of sense, you know, in here, you have a little bit of carrier pigeon or something. But, so I was doing, 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 I was the dogs and the pets and, 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 and whoever else. And now they've got motorbikes here. Even the bike was doing oh, wow. thing. Yeah. And they're always going through the hard rubbish here, yeah. Like yeah. When, there's, uh, when it's council clean-up day and people are putting old fridges out on the front. A lot of our listeners ring in and say that the post he's been around. <laughs> no letters, but he's taking a fridge home. So he's very happy. <laughs> very happy with himself. <laughs> uh, well, there will be trouble if we don't meet <laughs> Doctor Who. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> the Doctor Who fans are quite a lobby group. Yeah. I, I, I know that. Very vocal and very belligerent. We're going to talk to the next one. Get this. And if you see it pointing more than a stunt, then I think you're uh, fooling yourself. Triple M is the station, get this into the program, and Arnold O'Hanlon is sitting in for the whole hour. He's just giving some YouTube address yeah, to add yeah. any good stuff there. Well, one of the funniest ones ever is uh, I, I, I sit there with my son, you know, looking at really stupid things that happen on them. Football, football matches are really yeah, beautiful. Uh, brilliant one where, like, uh, uh, the guy injured on the start pitch, and the two guys in the stretchers come on, and they actually consult with each other, first of all, as to which way they're going to go. <laughs> and then to pick up the guy, put him on the stretcher, one guy goes that way, and the other guy goes that way. <laughs> guy falls off the stretcher and one guy falls back on top of him. Uh, and is he, is he a fat guy? In the of course he's a fat guy. <laughs> the tradition of all ambulance guys. Just brilliant. It's uh, always cheerleading uh, accident. It's always a cavalcade. Uh, and then your uh, and then your gymnastics yeah. fall. Oh yeah, gymnastics oh. accident not so good. Gymnastics fall. And the human cannonball disaster is like that's the whole thing. It's hard to keep them in shot though because they're moving quickly through the air. It's like golf. It's hard to keep an eye on the ball. But some of them, they really catch the trajectory of the of the people missing the map, landing in the car park. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. 
now tell us uh, about your role on Doctor Who because people are calling out. What did you do? Uh, I play a creature. People who are familiar with Doctor Who will have seen an episode last year where there's a, a kind of a nuns, uh, no, nuns who are cat nuns who, who kind of like nuns. They, they operate a hospital. Okay. Uh, and it was a really brilliant episode near New York is where this all happens. Newer. And um, so this year, this is, I mean, there's an eternal traffic jam. Right. In New, New, New York. It's a really profound episode. The brilliant thing about the current generation of Doctor Who is, is it's, it's very moving, it's very funny, but it's also really profound in places. You know, well, so, you know science, the real world is catching up to science. Yeah. yeah. Gridlock. Gridlock, eternal traffic jam with just millions of vehicles. So I'm trapped in a vehicle for, for my for all too short time in Doctor Who. And uh, Doctor Who ends up in my car for a little while, my vehicle for a little while. So, and he's trying to find, you know, somebody. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I thought. Basically, I was trapped in this typing car, for the, which I'm not complaining, by the way. He's got a roomy car. He has an orange car. He's driving this car with me with my, my litter of kittens. And uh, oh, uh, my, kittens. Wife, my wife, my human wife, and uh, humanoid type wife. Hey. And I, I was, it took days to get into the costume. And we like to mold your head. Like, they go to such efforts now. It's not like the Doctor Who. No, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, they apply each like, individual cat hair to your face. Oh, so it's two different types of glue. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know how many cats are skin. Or is it? One roll. But there's a lot of ball cats around at the moment. In the old days, there would have just been a sheepskin cat. Well, they're all cats. They apply, you know, because they make a special mold just for your head and your special cat face. And they apply it so tightly, and you're trapped in it for like 18 hours a day, that as soon as I kind of put it on and they apply it really tightly, my contact lens actually popped out of my eyes. They flew across the room. Is that in the episode? That wasn't film. They had a boing sound effect in it. So I couldn't see, I couldn't breathe because I had a cat And I could, you know, I was so it was very uncomfortable to do, but it's a, it's a great episode. I mean, it's really well. It's were, they, were they real kittens in the car? Real kittens. Ah, okay. It doesn't sound very villainous, though. It doesn't sound like you're sort of vaporising anybody. Throw some kittens at people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. No, I love the villains. Well, I have a great list here of uh, the ten greatest TV villains of all time. This is out of uh, Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. Don't look yet. See if you can guess who they are. We'll be back in a moment. I'll get there. <laughs> with us. He's already performed in Sydney and Adelaide, and now he's uh, going to be taking on the entire uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Several weeks in Melbourne, uh. Yes, looking forward to it, yeah. And when do you open? What's opening uh, Well, there's a gala tonight. Yes. Um, gala, where yeah. I get to do a whole uh, four minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's a very long night, right? <laughs> uh, I might just do my whole set really fast. Tiny chunk out of that, I'm not sure which. And tomorrow night it opens properly in the town hall in Melbourne, and then it's kind of like pretty much six nights a week. Then. Wow, you wow. got to go and see that. But yeah. we've been talking really? about TV villains. Yeah. Guys, do you want to guess who would be in this list of 10 greatest TV villains uh, from Entertainment Weekly? The Joker from the original Batman series? Yeah. No Batman villains at all. No, no. Boss Hogg. Boss Hogg, you'd think would be in the No, no. I don't think it There's no British ones here, or oh, there's any ones. It's all American uh, by the looks of it. What about yeah. uh, Victor Kiriakis? Oh, days of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Was he a bad yeah. day? I knew that. Yeah, he was. Victor Newman from yeah. Nine Magic for a while. Oh, you're very close to one there at number nine, Newman from Steinfeld. Uh, what about what about Jr. Jr. Number one. Oh, wow. oh yeah, surprise yeah. actually, right, yeah. Lord yeah. Hamlin. Is there Australian ones in there? No, no. Mrs. Mangle. No, Mrs. Mangle. Is it number one? You've got Jr. Number two, Mr. Burns from the South. Does he count as a villain? Yeah, he's villainous. He doesn't, you know. Yeah, he's got to touch the Angel from Buffy at number oh, three. Come on. Who's going to remember Angel from Buffy in five years' time? <laughs> Apart from the people with the figurines in their house. <laughs> Sorry if I offended you. The hundreds of people calling right now. <laughs> well, what about the Daleks? I mean, the Daleks don't get a look. You see, I guess this is an American magazine, so they've gone for it number four. Leland Palmer, who killed uh, Laura Palmer oh, on Twin Peaks. Amanda from Melrose Place. The one our man from The Fugitive. Mel Prophet. That's an obscure one. Who's Mel Prophet? He was the greatest American hero. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. From Wise Guy. That was a great character. Dr. Loveless in the wheelchair from The Wild Wild West. 
Newman from Seinfeld. And then at number 10, they put whoever cancelled the rest of development. So, hey, that's good, yeah, that's good, why good, I like yeah. this list. Yeah, right. Good shame. Who have they left out? Now, you mentioned Batman villains. Yeah. The we like one? The Riddler. I like to champion some of the lesser-known ones. The bookworm, Roddy McDowell, is wearing a book. <laughs> a book, just a leather book. threatening. He's a speed reader. <laughs> How on earth are you going to create havoc by speed reading? <laughs> no, 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 you had more book-related crime. The power of Sudoku. Uh, and you mentioned the Dalek Dartle, obviously the Doctor Who pantheon, yeah. the Cybermen, yeah. uh, the yeah. Yeti. My son, he watched an episode there recently where the Cybermen took on the Dalek, and he, he got totally confused. He was totally bad. Like, who are the good guys? And who are the bad guys? <laughs> who did win? Yeah, I, I forget. I don't know. I didn't see it. Uh, It'll be like that. Uh, I, think I, I think actually obliterated each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Freddy versus Jason. You know, like in Rocky Two, is it when they knock each other out simultaneously? Mm-hmm. Or is that Rocky One? Be, be, be careful because this is in movie villains. Uh, sorry, that's a whole other episode. Sorry, sorry. Right. you can have a whole sub episode which is just about uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken villains. What about his mad villain in the James Bond film? The white hair. Joe Dirt. He's a lovely villain in Joe Dirt. But what about his uh, deputy? Oh, right. Roscoe, uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Roscoe P. Coltrane. And then his deputy, Enos. <laughs> Enos, yeah. Enos. Yeah, purely in The most pathetic spin off in the history of television. Yeah. Enos, oh, that's the deputy. That's the most pathetic spin off in the history of television. Used to have it, Hazard yeah. County. They yeah. used this, like, uh, sort of backlot uh, town yeah. that was Hazard County. Yeah. Then Enos, the deputy sheriff, left to get his own series in the big city. And it was shot on the same set of the small town that you did. It's in this exact same location. Put all the hicks in suits. Less yokels, more businessmen. The same street. The exact same fire hydrant got knocked over every week. That's pathetic. Okay. Yeah, I love him in the dog flash. Hilarious. And I always love his voice. I always thought that maybe, you know, he should have kept going. Because it was a great, like, you know, in cartoon work. That kind of thing. Are you talking about Roscoe Peacock? Roscoe Peacock. His name's Beth was his name. I think you'll find great. All right. What about your, uh, your Paul Robinson from Neighbours? Oh, Neighbours. There's usually no Neighbours. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know it as well as uh, I, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here for the uh, DVD collection? <laughs> oh, that's You've got a lot of room. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. He's been around for, since forever. Well, I don't know. Did you ever get Brooklyn? Around in the neighbor's arm in a denim jacket. Wow, I'd love to see that. I know, I, I can't believe it. 
surely on YouTube. Oh, it's on the tube. Oh, yeah. It is up there. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Hi, Ben. How are you? Oh, good, thanks, Ed. How are you? Good, thank you, sir. Who are you nominating? Uh, I know Tonal like this one, and he's a big fan of the Adam West Batman. Yeah, definitely. Um, the King Tut. <laughs> That's right, he was a normal, lovable college professor. Always a flower pot artist. No matter where he went, a flower pot off a ledge, bang, filling it. cat would brush it off the ledge or something and crack. I think he'd learn. That is some bad luck right there. There you go, more villainous. Hi, Sam, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Um, first, uh, just say, our huge fan, whole family loves Father Ted. I remember the, the very first ad the ABC showed for it. It was for Think Fast, Father Ted. And they just showed that scene with the greyhound, with the uh, rabbits at the greyhound track, and I thought, I have to see this. If nothing else, the rabbits at a greyhound track, I have to see this. <laughs> and so which, uh, which villain are you nominating? I'd have to say uh, Bishop Brennan. He was a terrifying man, especially when he dressed up. And when he realised he'd been kicked off the ass, like I was saying, he just turned into this sort of bat and was screaming down on you guys. Other other Father Ted villain that I would choose is Pat Mustard, the milk man. He was quite intimidating as well. Father Dick Bird. He was Yeah, you're not to be trusted, man. Thank you, Sam. Hey, John, how are you, man? Hi, guys. Hey, mate, uh, who are you uh, nominating? Siegfried and Starker from Get I've no recall for TV trivia. Well, luckily we're here to help. So, John, with this, because have you uh, taken advantage of the offer I've seen on television at the moment, which is like three million episodes of Get Smart on DVD for 54 cents? <laughs> Have you got no, because you, can, you can only you can't buy just one. You have to buy exactly. more. That's what I mean. They just keep sending them to you. You know, go there and ask them to stop. So, what would Siegfried and Starkers go? What were they into? Well, they were they were sort of basically trying to rule the world mm-hmm. and have chaos over control, weren't they? Yeah, yeah that was there. And then years later, Siegfried popped up as the lovable doctor on the love boat, and I never trusted him. Slipping <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, do you think? I reckon he was. Yeah, yeah. Have we got time for one more villain? Stephen, how are you? Hey, how you going, guys? Oh, sorry, man, how are you? I'm good, Stephen, actually. Sorry, Stephen. That's right, I think everyone's forgotten in the 80s, the old favourite Maggie Kirkpatrick, the freak. Oh, <laughs> And what was the what was the freak's go, Stefan? Oh, I think anything was her go. What she said went. Oh, is that right? And then if you run the whole prison, if you disagreed, you'd have your face put in the ironing press. I'm assuming. Oh, oh that, that, at the very least, I reckon. You'd be lucky, you'd be lucky <laughs> to get away with a face pressing. Hey, just quickly, Tony, I watched me deeds in the other day the champagne edition DVD. Yes. I had to have it cracked up when you come out and you've done the Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger impersonation. Well, yeah, there was actually me under all of that. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of the clothes provided by the big men's store. Thank you very much for plugging some of our old gear put on you. How much padding did that take, Tone? Yeah, I, I was sitting here going, I'm Schwarzenegger. Is that possible? <laughs> it was mostly latex. It was very similar to your Doctor Who experience. Yeah, yeah. It was three and a half hours of uh, having this. Did you have to do that thing of having your head encased in plaster? Uh, yeah, there was all of that. You, you, yeah, absolutely. You, you stick your head in a bucket full of uh, some kind of gunk and you leave it there for a long, long time. And you're just breathing through a straw. Yeah, yeah. And for a whole hour, and it basically is mm-hmm. like what it would be like to drown. Yeah. But, you know, I had that experience before because I, I did a show called My Hero as well. Uh, yes. And you, you, you look at me now, you know. I'm, I'm the least likely person of all time to play a superhero. You were Thermo Man. I was Thermo Man, so I, I was really fucked up for that. <laughs> but, I, 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 uh, there was a pilot made of that yeah. featuring a very, very buff Australian man. Who's that? There's a trivia question. I might leave it with you. <laughs> All right, let's play a song. Let's work out the art of Paul Hogan. Yeah. The art of Sizzle. Craig McLaughlin. Yeah. You got it already? There you go. All right, we've got time for one more song. Play this on YouTube. Wow. Sure it is. We'll wind things up in a moment. We'll get there. <laughs> Thank you for sitting in.